welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, James? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What do we got on the table today? Today, we are going to, um, rather than answer a specific question that's financial planning focused, like to Roth or not to Roth, um, we're going to get bigger picture today. And we're going to help you hopefully think about how to align your money with life. Mm. So we're, we're kind of starting from the beginning today is what you're saying. It's, you know, we have a lot of very specific topics on these podcasts. How do you do this? How do you do that? What's the benefit of that? But without really understanding why are we doing it in the first place, maybe that's a better place to start. And I think that's what we want to address today. Why is it that we do financial planning and investing? Why is it that we even uh, care about these things in the first place? Absolutely. And, you know, I think for, um, for both of us, we do this with our clients, Right? We, we try to get them to take a step back and look at what's most important to them first before we start writing the prescriptions in financial planning, right? Of figuring mm-hmm. out what are the next things you need to do and why. Right. Um, I mean, for me personally, the reason I do that, um, we, I used to give people traditional financial plans and tell them what they need to go do and send them on their merry way. And then they wouldn't do it. And I thought they were a Well, bad- that must be their fault, right, Scott? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I thought, like, um, you know, clearly you're, it's just a bad client. But what I realized over time was they didn't understand how what they need to do next connects to what they want life to be like. What do you mean by that? You mean, I- mean they didn't see the bigger purpose behind it? They, you know, you gave them a prescription, they didn't fill it. Uh, you're, you're kind of saying, I think why would they fill it? They, they didn't see the why behind what you were telling them to do. Is that, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. It's very similar to like someone decides that they want to go get in shape. So they start out the new year with a resolution and they start doing it. And then all of a sudden they started something and it stops and they don't move on. And I think similar things can happen in, in, fi- in your financial life. You can think you want to go make changes. You can even engage someone to help you make changes. And then you don't really see it through. So right. what I realized was if we go focus first on what's truly most important to you, and what's going to drive you, then we have much more likelihood of you following through. Exactly. Well, I'm excited about today's episode because one thing that I think people are nervous about when they reach out to a financial planner is I think it's intimidating. They think, okay, Scott or James are going to talk about uh, investing and these big complex, complex financial planning things, and they're going to talk over my head when the reality is the only reason we even do financial planning is to support whatever it is that's most important to you. Absolutely. And in all honesty, the way that I think about our job at our highest and best level is our job is to be a guide for our clients Mm -hmm. on their lives. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that 
you as whoever you are listening to this right now know more about you and the life you're going to live than anyone does better than your doctor, your accountant, your lawyer, your financial planner. Right. And what it's really all about is is there's times when it makes sense to hire an expert to help out with expertise in a certain field. But that's a collaborative process. That's not an advisor telling you what to do. That's helping you build upon the life you already have and optimize it and make it better. Exactly, exactly. So let's get going. Let's assume, Scott, I'm, I'm coming to you and I need help, okay? So I've, I've been doing my own thing. Uh, I think I've got some things figured out, some things I'm really confused about. I have no idea where to start. And I come to you for financial planning or for, for, for guidance. Where, what do you start with? Why, wh- take me from the beginning. Where do we go? Well, yeah, I don't want to walk, necessarily walk through the whole process of what we do today because I think that'll take too much time for our, the time we have. But let's think of it in terms of how you could start to think about um, how you might think about life with a few questions, with three questions specifically, mm. um, that could help you get to the core of what matters to you most in life. Got it. Because if a planner is going to help you, honestly, what they should be doing is helping you look at what matters to you most and what are you aiming for to live your version of a fulfilled life. And once they understand that, they should help you look at what you're doing with your money and optimize all of those things to help you live a great life. So you're telling me the first thing you're going to ask me isn't how much I make, how much money do I have, nothing like that. No. The, and the first couple of meetings I have with clients, I don't that's not the most important thing unless there's something urgent that they need to deal with right away. Instead, I'd rather them focus on what matters to them most, but Mm -hmm. let's frame it for them. Okay. Yeah. So I like to have clients answer three questions. I have them answer them with, if it's a couple, I love for them to answer these separately. Mm -hmm. And that's intentional because, um, well, you're about to get married. I am. I am. Maybe you can take me through this process. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, here's the point. Like, what matters to you and what a fulfilled life looks like to you is going to be different than what matters to your fiance. Right. 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 But if you both know what a fulfilled life looks like to you and your advisor knows what a fulfilled life looks like to each of you, well then you can help they can help make sure that you build into that for both of you. Right. Because if you only do it for one of you, um, you're one person's down, happy, one person's not really following through. Headed down a really hard path. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so some people may have, so the questions we I use are um, called Kinder's Three Questions. It's from uh, a planner named George Kinder, who's been around um, for a very long time. But the first question is a really fun one to answer for everyone. And it's simply, um, think of it this way. So James, you wake up in the morning. Yeah. You check your bank account. You have more money in it than you're ever going to need for the rest of your life. Mm. Just, you know, it's it, it, closing it, my eyes and I'm imagining. You feel how you feel, right? Um, when you take that in, ask yourself this question How would you live your life? Would you change anything? And just let yourself go. Mm. And just describe a life that is fully and richly yours. Now, there could be financial things in here, but this is just describe a life that's richly yours. It doesn't have to have financial ties to it. Now, I'm coming to you, Scott, because I need help in my 401k or I need a budget or I need to do all these things. What, why are you starting with this? Yeah, we're, we'll get to your 401k and your budget and all of those things. But sometimes clients come back and say, I want to leave my corporate job as quickly as I can. Well, if I don't know your answer to these questions, I might tell you to go put all of your money in places that are tough and tied up when you're in your 40s uh, versus having them in other places so you can be financially free at a mm-hmm. younger age. Exactly. So, exactly. 
you you helping me understand where you want to go will help me give you the right prescription for the life you want to live. So until you know what my deepest desires are and, and what I really want out of life, you can't tell me what to do with my 401k or my budget or anything else because there's not one size fits all solution. I can tell you, but it might be the wrong solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can give you the answer that I learned in my CFP training, <laughs> right? I can give you the answer that I have from the experience that I have with everyone who I've worked with who's a corporate employee now, but that's not you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, this is a way of making this advice uh, highly customized. It's not the one-size-fits-all solution. That uh, You can get that. You can get the feedback that you would find on a, you know, a Yahoo Finance article or whatever it may be, but that's, that has nothing to do with who you are and what you're looking to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So that's the first question you get to answer. Okay. The, the second question you get to answer, um, you're not going to have unlimited resources. You're just going to have what you come in to chat with me today. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, sadly, James, you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell you you have a terminal illness. Is it, This is tying into question two right now? This is question two. I'm okay. really sorry, James, but you're going to die in five to 10 years. Hmm. And you're never going to feel sick for a moment of the five to 10 years that remains, but you'll have no notice of the date of death. You just let that sink in. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) But if that's true for you, what will you do in the time you have remaining? Will you change your life and how will you do it? Here's what I love about that question, Scott, is I think so much of financial planning is based upon uh, deferring everything until you're retired. Save, 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 sacrifice, 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 and in 20 years, you can enjoy it, or 30 years, you can enjoy it, whenever that might be. And I think that completely misses the mark, because I think it's there's this, whatever you want to call it, there's this idea that you know we need to defer any gratification until we're retired. And that's not the picture. We're not trying to create that. We're trying to create balanced lives. We're trying to create healthy lives now, as well as helping people to plan for healthy lives when they're retired. But if all you're focused on is retirement, which in reality is this fairly new concept, when you look at the grand scheme of things, you're missing out on a big part of life. 100%. And here's the other key. Your vision of a great life and what matters to you most is going to be vastly different from what matters to someone who I could put sitting in the chair next to you who's also an advisor, who's been working for the same number of years, doing the same type of work, making the same amount of money. So from a prescription point of view of what I should do for you on paper, the answer should be the same. But once I understand what matters to you most when it comes to where you spend your time and energy, we're going to come up with a different solution. Yeah. I'm curious, Scott, what are some, what's some of the feedback that you get when you ask this question? Because as, as this is a process that you go through with countless number of people by now, I'm sure, is there, is there kind of feedback that you get that's common? Is everyone different? What, what do you notice you, through going through that process? Uh, big picture, everyone is different. So um, I've had clients who've decided that they want to work less now retire later so they can spend more time with their kids while they're growing up. Mm -hmm. I've seen people take money out of, uh, out of trust accounts to go buy houses in neighborhoods that they desire to live in more and choose to retire a little bit later. Mm -hmm. I've seen, um, kind of, I've seen the opposite. I've seen people retire sooner. I've seen people work longer. It's, it honestly, it comes back to like what matters to you most. Right. For some people, it's spiritual. For some people, it's time with family. For some people, it's leaving a legacy. Um, 
it doesn't, the whole point of this is it's not my job to judge what matters most to my clients. Mm. It's our job to figure out what matters most to them and then help them get that as quickly as possible. Yes. Yes. Awesome. And so what this question is doing is it's kind of bringing back, it's not saying what's important to you in 30 years because yeah, that's important. But when you're thinking about your future self, you almost, it's almost a different person. Mm-hmm. You need to know what is your present self, what is important to your present self today, so we can make sure we're taking that into account when they're managing their finances. Because it's not all just about saving and investing. We need to make sure that we're we're planning for today as well. To, we're going to make sure you still do that, right? Like, absolutely. That's not going away. You right. Don't, you don't get to just throw it by the wayside and not save it all, more than likely. Um, you may be in a position to get to do that, but probably not. But it's really just making sure you're living out the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As awesome. quickly as possible. Awesome. So you know what's important. I, I'm I'm your prospect. Or I'm coming to you for guidance, and I've told you that. Hey, this is this is um, what I would do if if I had five to ten years left. Mm-hmm. What's the next question? So the next question, um, we're just we're going to cut to the chase. You're going to go to the same doctor, James, and instead of you having five to ten years left to live, today is going to be the last day. Oh my gosh, Scott, you're brutal. <laughs> Sorry. But it's not what are you going to decide to do in your last day. We can all think of really fun things to go do in our last day, right? What it's really about is when you notice that the feeling that arises that life's over. Ask yourself, what did you miss? Who did you not get to be? And what did you not get to do? Mm -hmm. And this really, for most people, cuts to the core. It brings out the things that matter to them most. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not what are my goals in five years, 10 years, 30 years. It's what what do I regret not having done? So it could be a regret, but sometimes it's just, it's not a regret. It's, um, you know, like I'll share for me personally, when I answered this question, it was, I didn't get to watch my boys uh, walk down the aisle. I didn't get to be a baseball coach for them. Mm. I didn't get to, um, you know, meet the loves of their life. Mm. I didn't get to spend more time with my wife. You know, it's like for so many people, I didn't get to become, I didn't get to help build a bigger organization and help people, help more advisors become advisors. Mm. You know, like there's so many different things that you could put in there that could be either spiritual or uh, about a legacy or about family or about, you know, your career, any number of things. But at at the end of the day, it's like, okay, time's up. What matters to you most? Yes. What did, what didn't you get to do yet? Yes. Who did you not get to be yet? What are you going to miss, right? Like if if you answer this openly and authentically, you'll know what matters to you. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can start building toward a life that means the most it can mean to you. And if uh, you and your spouse do it together, you can support each other on that journey. And then the nice thing, the thing I love about this, why it's kind of a virtuous cycle as an advisor, is now I know the lenses to look through for my clients when we plan for them. Mm -hmm right? Mm. It's not just about, did we max out a 401k? It's, did we set them up to go achieve this life that they want to live as quickly as we can? Exactly. Exactly. And then we use all the tools that we have as advisors to help them do that. So the power of this process, what I'm getting from you is when someone's looking into doing financial planning or approaching their investing, whatever it may be, by now you've completely unpacked everything that's important to them. You know who they are inside and out. You know their deepest desires. You know their deepest fears. You can really customize advice to them that says, look, money's not the be-all, end-all, 
but money's here to support this vision you have for your life. And if we can align it in that way and use it as such, it's going to be a lot more powerful than simply telling you, uh, go do your 15% to your 401k, go do this, go do that, whatever you know, traditional advice might be. Exactly. That's that's the goal, right? And now, obviously, to do that, everyone has to feel comfortable opening up and sharing about what truly matters to them most. So we try to create a space where people can do that. But yeah, once you do that, um, financial planning is way more fun. Yeah. Because you start to see people live into their own lives, the lives that they want to have. Um, and it just it fills me up and makes me want to go do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think the takeaway for people listening to this is financial planning isn't, yes, it involves dollars and cents and numbers and all that. Yes, that's a very big part of it. But it starts with why. Like we talked about at the beginning, it starts with why are you doing this? What is the life that you're looking to support here? What are the things that mean the most to you? And then and only then can you create an investment plan or a financial plan to help you accomplish that. Exactly. So the way, the way that I think about it is money is a tool. Mm. And so often people come into a financial advisor's office and they try to focus on the tool itself. Mm when they should be focusing on what they want to build before they use the tool. Exactly. Right? If you, if you think of it in those terms, then then you start to get clarity as to how you should build a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just academically based. So then people are more passionate and more excited about what they're aiming for. So you're way more likely to go do all the stuff that we need to get done for you. Mm. So about to circle it all together, tie it all together, I should say, when you said at the beginning of the show, people, you know, you would give advice at the beginning and people wouldn't take it. And you're thinking, what is going on? Why is this person not doing well, it's not this? Not that they didn't take it, right? It's they, they come in, they take it, they do the head nods. Yep, I need to do that. Uh huh. Yep, I should definitely do that. You give them the list of things to do. They go home, they get busy, they put it in their drawer, and then they forgot about it. And they didn't do it, right? So our job is to figure out what matters to them most. What are the most important things they need to do next? And then our other job, as I mentioned, we're, we get to be guides in our highest and best version of who we are, is to help hold them accountable on that next step. Yes. So that's why often I, I personally don't like working with one-time project clients for that exact reason, because it's all about going from here to the next point and then making small changes along the way. Financial planning is a process. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And when you get really clear about what you want life to look like, that process and journey is a lot of fun to take together. Yeah. Well said. Anything else you want to add to this guy? I think this has been really helpful, but any, any last pieces of advice or? No, I think what we'll do is we'll add to um, show notes the three questions. So if anyone wants to try to take to answer these questions themselves, they can. If you ever do want to do that, give yourself 15 to 20 minutes. Answer the first question as honestly and openly as you can for yourself before you go on to the second and before you go on to the third. Um, and then you can always talk about it with a friend. Um, you can talk about it with a spouse. It's, it's honestly a really interesting conversation to have just to get a better sense of what matters to you most. Awesome. Well, thanks, Scott. Thank you, everyone who's listening, and we'll see you all next week. Yep, thanks. Thank you for listening to episode number nine of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. We hope that you're enjoying the show, and for a list of the resources and notes from today's episode, please head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. That's realpersonalfinance.co, and find episode number nine. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and please leave us a review. Let us know what you like or what you'd rather see on the episode. And of course, if you have a question that you'd like for Scott and I to answer, then please head over to the Real Personal Finance website. And there's a section on each page where you can submit your own question for us to answer on a future episode. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. 
This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.